Hey there, podcast subscribers. Wait, hold up. You're not already permanently locked in to receive our feed of awesome on-demand digital audio shows from the KUM Podcast Network? Shame on you. But okay, it's okay. There's hope for all of us. All you need to do is head over to SoundCloud and hit follow, or if you're on iTunes, tap the subscribe button as hard as you can to directly link up to our studios and get all of our episodes on any digital device so that you can enjoy them and join the conversation as soon as we upload them. I'm talking about phones, tablets, Apple TV, whatever. You'll be able to get to us. You can also use your favorite podcast application and search KUM Podcast Network to add us. It's super easy, super fun, super interesting, and most importantly, super free. And for anyone who's already subscribed, thank you so much. You don't need to do any of this. But if you are in iTunes, do what we do on Guam. Help your neighbors out. Break out your digital jumper cables and give us a rating and a review to help our podcast reach as many people as possible. Also, you want to register your email address to receive KUM Digital Digest, our weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday by going to KUM.com and then clicking on the newsletter button at the way tippy top of our homepage. Thanks so much for supporting us. And okay, that's enough gratuitous self-promotion. Let's get back to the show. Half a day and welcome to Foodie Call. This is Lacey Francisco, and I'm here with two members of the IHOP team, um, Mr. Richard Hart and Mr. Gotcha. Jason Rispicio. IHOP's been around on Guam for four years. Four years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Four, years four years when, Rich? Uh, we opened on Liberation Day of 2015. Yeah, so July 21st is our four-year anniversary. Right, and as we are recording this, we're heading into the 4th of July, where... IHOP is doing something very special for the island. Yeah, well, you know, we've we've kind of changed direction a little bit. Where we um, about six months ago, Jason and I started having a real frank conversation about what 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 can we better do do better to serve the customer who's coming into us, right? How do we offer better value to them? How do we, you know, um, help them appreciate us a little bit more so we can appreciate them? And part of the discussion that we had really obviously was all around our menu. You know, we started to really sit down and analyze the menu as a whole. We had, we had a, I think it was like 16 pages at that time. Right? Yeah, it was pretty. It was a huge menu. It was extensive. It was extensive. We had 127 <laughs> menu items. We were trying to be and a little bit of everybody. Yeah. 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 And then, look, we decided that, you know, we needed to be who we are, you know, because at that time we were offering all kinds of menu items like ham hocks and mungo beans and kadu and all these things that are great. You know, I've lived in Guam long enough to call it my home for 20 years at this point. So I like that stuff just as much as the next person does. But it wasn't what people were coming to us for. You know, if you're going to go out to eat tonight and I want a really, really great hot dog, you know, just for a quick bite, I know where to grab one. You know, there's like four or five places that I can go and get one. But I'm not going to go to IHOP for one. Right? I'm going to go to a place that specializes in hot dogs. I'm going to go to, if I want a really great pizza, hey, I know where to go, you know, and but so if I'm thinking about local food and I, and I really want local food, even me myself, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go, you know, to a place that specializes in that. But if I want pancakes, I know where to go. Right. The one's you know? known as the International House yes. of Pancakes. It so still is, you know, and we're it still is. We, we've tried the brand itself has tried to pull away from that. But that's who we are. We're a pancake house. I think the you know? uh, the public spoke. I mean, across the nation. They did. IHOP. 
Yeah, it's IHOP. <laughs> yeah, you know? and that's why, I mean, you know, the, the, the joke is, is that we're offering these brand new uh, pancakes. I mean, but the, the, there's an asterisk over there and you see all the imagery, it's all burgers, right? Mm. So we, we just recently launched our ultimate steak burgers, but the, the, the play on it is, uh, you know what? We tried burgers last year. The internet spoke. Yeah, we realized. All right, we're gonna stay in our lane. <laughs> that was actually kind of we're, funny too. We're sticking to pancakes, and then you see this new line of just burgers, burgers, burgers. But uh, they're they're coining it so pancakes. But I mean, to Rich's point, we really dove deep into the local cuisine. But the bottom line is, unless it's your grandma or Nina that's in the back kitchen cooking it up everyone's going to have an opinion about you're doing it wrong or too much yeah. of this and too little of that. And it's a it's a really tough thing on a, on a restaurant side, on an operation side, to really create consistency in. And so that was something that we really had to retool. And, uh, you know, Rich was making the point of we've reduced our, our menu by, what, 50-plus items? 51 items. 51, yeah, 51 items, items, added 12. But what the things that we, we kept were the things that we could do well. Right, the, the 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 local barbecue that we can do and execute really well, the breakfast local favorites that we can do well, and we had to get rid of and, and be realistic on the things that we just couldn't execute well, and so that's kind of what you're going to see in this new menu. And as a an island girl who I mean I grew up my entire life on Guam, going to the mainland, IHOP is just one of those places you had to go, and it's, it's iconic for mm. for people like me. Yep, uh, and. So my expectation too is is going to be what the IHOP, the iconic IHOP brand carries. Yeah, which is pancakes, omelets, you know, breakfast food, bacon, eggs, and burgers. You know, that's what they do. And then you know, you got your kind of mixed in um, entree items if you want something different. But we didn't move away from local food entirely. You know, we did stay with stuff. So. Um, the things that we stayed with were really we let our customer tell us what we should stay with, you know, because everybody feels like, you know, we Jason and I have this discussion a lot and we're having it with one of our other brands right now. Um, you know, am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Am I allowed to say Applebee's? You know, we're having the same discussion with Applebee's right now. We were at a meeting the other day and um, we were talking and, and, and Jason would bring up a couple of things and, and the managers, you know, the people there who are great, great people. They know their business and they're, oh, man, people love that. Well, last month you sold two. You know, so the, so so maybe you bought it and you loved it, you know, or I ate it and I loved it, but your customers, your, your customers as a whole didn't. So you're taking a lot of energy. Like, you know, we took, we're taking some stuff off the Applebee's menu. That's all of my favorite food. But guess what? I'm the only one who eats it. So when we were looking at this, it was who's eating that, that yes, there was a few, there were a few individuals who, who ate ham hocks and thought that the ham hocks were good, but only five people in a month did that, you know? So we're also going through the exercise of preparing that food and, and, and buying it and keeping it there and getting it ready. And then what happens is someone orders it and, oh, we're not ready or we're this. But what it really does is it takes the focus away from us being able to do this, you know, because this, this is when we're focused on, on preparing and executing other food, we're not looking at these items as well. And we're talking about your yeah. key breakfast yeah. items. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about, um, I'm sorry, we're not on TV, um, but uh, 
we're talking about crepes. We're talking about breakfast combos, pancakes. We're talking about uh, waffles, omelets, and all these things. We're also taking some of our time away from executing those things properly. So, and that was where we were running into a, to an issue. So, we looked at what people were ordering and what they were ordering: short ribs, barbecue chicken, pork chops, beef tapa, longanisa, spam and eggs, local platter, local moco, and fried rice. And those are the things that we kept. Those are the local items that we know we can do well. That we can turn it out for you in a reasonable amount of time and most importantly we can turn it out at a reasonable price yeah you know and that's really where we felt that we had strayed away because we have a second ihop down in the outrigger plaza mm-hmm. you know and obviously every, everybody knows that when you go down to tumon we, we know the it's drill expensive, right you know you know the drill the real estate in tumon is expensive you know so you have to kind of make that work so i think where we really kind of got off of our path was we were comparing the menus to each other and saying, well, this one should be 10% or 15% less than this one, but we weren't talking to you. You know, we weren't coming to you and saying, what would you pay for that? You know, what would make you, when you left, what would make you feel like you had value if we served that to you? And that was the exercise that was most important. So we talked to our customers, but most importantly, Jason and I did it ourselves. We went in and we sat down and we ordered food and said, I don't feel satisfied with that. And, you know, if you can let me explain what I mean by satisfied, it wasn't that the food was bad. It wasn't that it wasn't cooked right. It was my satisfaction wasn't there because I felt like I paid too much for it. You know, I felt like I didn't get value when I left, that I was full, that it was good. I had some leftovers in my hand, but one, I didn't want leftovers. You know, it was breakfast and I had to go to work. So I didn't want leftovers. I wanted to have a good meal that was hot, that was served to me. And I felt, and I wanted to feel like I got my value when I had to pay the check. And that was kind of where we really started looking. This, some of this stuff just doesn't make sense. And, and some of it, we actually had to go back to IHOP and get permission from them that, hey, can we do this? Would you allow us to do, you know, to have a smaller version of your omelet? Would you allow us to do some of this stuff? And they, you know, they were very supportive of it, that of course they would. So we actually created an entire new menu category um, for Guam called the Amalittle, which is our, our, our seven featured omelets. And it's like a 60% of the size. Um, still comes with pancakes. Still with your choice of pancakes, hash browns, rice, fruit, whatever you would like, but nine ninety nine and less. Sounds like it makes a lot of sense. Number one, you're you're really paying attention to the customer. I I'm very surprised. I don't know if you guys can see that on my face. Like I, I wouldn't have thought that something like IHOP would be paying attention to. Oh, to the small people out here, us foodies, us people who are the regular people who are hungry. Everybody works hard, you know, and like I was saying before the podcast came on, you know, and this isn't any type of a dig, or, you know, into politics or anything, but our, our cost of living goes up like clockwork here every year. You know, our power goes up, our water goes up, our trash collection goes up. You know, we all know what's going to happen soon. You know, $30 million bond. Who's going to pay for that? You know, we're going to pay for it, you know, and that that gets passed on. So people are becoming more and more choosy about where they spend their money. And they should. They absolutely should. You shouldn't go to a place and spend your money if you don't think you're getting the value for what you got. You know, if you're going to go buy, I always say this, if you're going to go buy a car today that you're going to pick up on Friday, when you pick that car up, you are going to inspect every inch of that car to make sure that there's no scratches, that there's no dents. 
if there's a speck of dirt on the floor, you're going to say, you know what, clean it or get me another car. This is not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, so you should have that same attitude when you're talking about your food. It's like going to pyology. You should go in there and say, I want more pepperoni because it's my pizza and I'm paying for it and that's what I want. And that was kind of where we started to say like, hey, this doesn't make sense to me. You know, and I mean, we don't claim to know everything in the, in the restaurant business. I don't claim, I mean, we learn something every day. Every day you walk in, you can learn something from your dishwasher. You can learn something from a server. You can learn something from a hostess or we can teach them. But how often do we actually sit down and say, well, let's learn from our customer today. You know, let's talk to our customer and let them educate us on what they like and what they think they would they would be getting a good deal on if they came in and got and that was that was where we started and it was kind of a I just walked into the office one day and I I looked at Jason and we started to talk and I said man I think IHOP is just too expensive you know I think it's too expensive I think we've gotten away from our core values and he just sat up in his chair like he had been waiting for you know <laughs> for six months for me to say it and he was like I'm with you on this we got to do something about it yeah so then that was where the journey started and then we just started talking to people hey what about ham hocks? Do you want that? Not really. If I want ham hocks, I'm going to go to King's. Yeah. So tell you me know? a little more about your, your omelet, your omeletos, because you're, you're trying to provide the right balance of food for yep. the right price. Mm-hmm. Um, so flavor is not going to be compromised here. No, it's exactly so the same thing. Give me an idea thing. of what, I, because I didn't, I know you guys had a chance. I mean, you allow people to taste your food, at least the, the media. You didn't come? I, I did not come. We sent the well, invite here. Why don't you come tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you come tomorrow and you and I can uh, have breakfast together or something or Friday morning. And let me know. Okay, so what, what just give me a cup. Give our listeners an idea of what they can expect. So let's go with the big steak omelet because this is my favorite one. It sounds like um, something that Guamanians like to eat. It's, it's yeah. our number one selling omelet, hands down. Yeah. So this one, the big steak omelet is an eight egg omelet. Okay. Think about that. Eight eggs. That's that's the big steak omelet. So it's kind of absurd in the first place. It's, it's, it's got America stamped all over it. That is America right there. You know, eight eggs, steak, hash browns, green peppers, onions, mushrooms, tomatoes, cheddar cheese, served with a side of salsa. So, and, and it's literally like, you know, it's the size of a football. It's huge. And it's wonderful. But... <laughs> It's just huge, yeah. you know, and it led to it being too pricey. So the omelette is everything that I just said, just in a smaller version. Well, an eight egg omelet is sounds like it's for four people. It, it should be. <laughs> yeah. It should be, but not in America. In America, it's a challenge, you know. In, uh, <laughs> but it's on your menu because that's yeah. the... But still there. Right. So we yeah. still have these big omelets for the for the guy who wants to take some home or you want to share one with your wife or your husband. You know, it's there. Um, and then the omelette is exactly the same thing, just about 60, 65% of the size. So it still has steak, still has hash browns, still has peppers, onions, mushrooms, tomatoes, all that stuff. It's just smaller. That's it. You know, very, very simple. And then... One of the things we also did that I haven't really touched on in, our, in a lot of our media visits the last couple of days was um, what we did with our pancakes. So everyone knows IHOP, you come in, you order an omelet, you get two pancakes, right? And what it, one of the things I didn't like um, was, you know, and, th- and we went through this exercise about a year and a half ago at Applebee's with sides of ranch, you know, where all of a sudden the manager's like, we're going to start charging 25 cents for a side of ranch. And Jason and I both looked at each other and said, you are absolutely not going to do that. You know, there's, you're not going to do that. And we took the pancake thing the same way. So all of our pancake combos 
all of our breakfast combos come and all the omelets come with a side of pancakes but we also have a lot of really really good pancakes right why people go mm -hmm. there too specifically yeah like them. the new york cheesecake pancakes are like they're so good and we have some of these new international pancakes with the cannolis and a chocolate chocolate chip double blueberry we brought back the rudy tootie so if you're going to sit down and you're going to say, all right, well, I'm going to have a big steak omelet because I heard somebody talking about it on the radio and it's great, and then, but I want blueberry pancakes. Oh, sorry, sir, that's going to be another $2. And you kind of say, eh, I think I'll stick with the buttermilk pancakes. You know, and then you eat, and you're happy with the buttermilk pancakes, but you leave, but what's in your mind? It was great, but I, but I really wanted the buttermilk pancakes. Well, and especially when our original price on the, the omelet was like 17 bucks. Like it was $17, and then you got that $2 extra uh, flavored pancake, mm -hmm. and now you're sitting at a $19 check for breakfast, and no one wants to go through that, right? No one's sitting there saying, yes, that's... That's worth it. And so one of the things we had to do, and like Rich said, we went through this entire menu, and I don't want to sound like a used car salesman, but we slashed every single price on the menu. We made sure that every single item was less than it was on our previous menu. And we're talking upwards of like 30 to 40% on certain items. The the pancake combo originally was like $14.99. It's down to $9.99. And that's a significant price and value commitment that we're sending out, that we want all our customers to know and and people that have come and tried us a year ago or two years ago and walked out with a check that was and looking at it regretting it we want them to know that we've we've heard you we've heard you by your non-coming back <laughs> yeah not coming back and 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 knowing that that and, and also on social media we get a lot of feedback from our customers saying look you guys are just too expensive we're not going there to pay 18 dollars for an omelet and you're right so we've reduced the price on the existing omelet and then we've also created that uh lower entry of the omelet little and you know it's filling it, it, it absolutely filling. is still a, a great value to customers and we want people to come out and check it out and when we made the change with the pancakes really is because as a customer as a business person it makes sense you know hey we're putting blueberries on there we got to charge a little extra but as a customer uh, and, and the end result was you left not getting what you wanted you know and that's what we really wanted to go for that we wanted people to get what they want so if you come in you know and and you're sitting there with your wife and you you order a big steak omelet and she's like man i really want the blueberry pancakes and i understand man maybe that extra two dollars wasn't in your budget today you know so we wanted to take that out so everybody can get what they want so everyone can have what they want and it you know very rarely you know, and uh, Jason really was the one who pushed us into this. And, uh, you know, I give him a lot of credit because very rarely do you kind of see people coming out and saying, hey, look, we weren't doing this real well here. And, you know, we recognize that. We apologize. And we really want you to come back and try again and, and really explain the reasoning as to why we've come to where we've come to and how we got to where we're at. And, you know, it... Um, we acknowledge that we haven't always been as good as we could be. You know, we acknowledge that our prices were too high and we really lost focus. You know, and now we're asking people to, hey, give us a try. Give us some trust. Come back. Give it a shot. Let us know. Let us know what you're feeling at that point. And, um, you know, we, we want to have these conversations with our customers. We want to have talks with people, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, or even if it's not even about food. It doesn't even have to be about what you're there for. Let's just talk. Let's have a conversation. You know, and, and a lot of times you can end up 
with really cool things coming out of those interactions that people didn't expect. And I love to, to walk around the restaurant and just kind of chat with people and, and see how they're doing. And, hey, what are you up to today? What are you this? What are you that? And, you know, maybe we can all get to know each other a little better because we, we really live in a world now that it's so disconnected. You know, where we feel connected because I can pick up my phone, you know, I can, I can WhatsApp 37 people at one time, you know, or, or everyone in my phone book, I can send them, yeah. you know, a, a thing, but I'm not really communicating with them. You know, I'm not really doing that. So we very rarely sit down and actually talk to each other anymore. And it's unfortunate because that's what really makes the restaurant business fun is seeing how your inexperience how your experiences interact with other people and that's where the connection is made and when you're trying to decide where to go to eat um, a lot of times it's made based on those decisions that hey I go to this place because they take care of me you know every time I go in there they take care of me and that's why I go and what I eat well I don't know you know I eat the same thing every time you know I could certainly cook that at home but I go there for the interaction I that's go true. there for the experience and, and that's really what a place what makes a place like IHOP so cool and fun you know really like Applebee's I mean what's the first thing you think of when you think of Applebee's you know the bar what everybody thinks of, you know, but we've either the main bar or the salad bar. <laughs> yeah. Like we've created that experience there for people that this is the place to go. Yeah. You know, this is the place to go to have a good time and you can eat there. So you can sit on one side of the restaurant and eat, and then you can move over to the other side and you can have drinks and listen to music. And it's that creating that atmosphere is what made it kind of what it is. And that's, you know, we want to make experiences with people through situations like this. And that's what we're so excited about is saying, hey, look, this is who we are. We're IHOP. We do pancakes. We do eggs. We do bacon, sausage, omelets, waffles. That's what we do. We appreciate the fact that people enjoy another style of food, but we can't do that for you anymore. You know, we're going to focus on the stuff that we know that we do well. That's right in our core, our core product offering. I don't think people are going to be too upset about that. I, well, by the what they were buying, no, you know. So, um, you know, those two people who bought ham hocks last month might be a little upset. Yeah. But I mean, I've definitely heard it'll about be okay. the, the local menu before and how how uh, it was great that you're trying to almost attract people in through it that way. And on the opposite side, it hurts. On the opposite side, it wasn't good. Yeah, is really what it was. So, I mean, we're we're comfortable enough to admit that it just wasn't our thing. This is just so mind-boggling to me for to hear a a company still reaching out saying, "We're we're trying to be better for you." We have to. I mean, if if we don't, the customers are going to speak, and they're going to either speak with with uh, with volume on social media or with their family, or they're also going to speak in a part that we feel it, and them not coming coming to the restaurants anymore. And I think that that's. The honest conversation we needed to start having. We needed to identify what it was we do really well, what we is, what we, what it is we don't, and you know, what what is this really worth in front of us? What's a plate of pancakes and some eggs really worth? And that's what we needed to get back to basics on and, and kind of re-identify. We were just far too expensive. I think it's great that for those people who may have stayed away from the restaurant for a while, and I know people who have because of for the sure. price point. Um, there's going to be new items for them too, too. To check out on top of yeah what well as we're expecting as service as well like you know that was something we needed to figure out we've we've had the complaints 
you know, there's no reason why food should take 30 minutes to get to our table. And that was something we that was a conversation we had to have with the team. Like, look, guys, we're going to go out do this huge media press tour. We're going to have the conversations. We're going to Rich is going to get in front of the camera and answer the hard questions, get in front of the mic, answer the hard questions and let them yeah. know we're charging less. Uh, come tr check this out. We've got some fun new items. We have 12 new items to check out. You know, we're going to go through the big process. But if we don't execute when you come in. That's going to be a huge issue for us, and so Rich, you know, got with the with the team, with the operations team, and we have great managers that are in there right now. Great spirit of a, a, a new invigor you know, reinvigorated vibe. You know, IHOP is about happiness. It, it's in. It's literally the the smile is yeah, in our it's logo. in our logo. It truly yeah, is but you know what? Logo, it really yeah. is in our logo. Well, but there were times where, like, even I would walk in and I would tell the managers, the hostesses can't even say hello to me. Yeah. You know, so if they're not saying hi to me, what are they doing to the next? person who's walking yeah. in the door if you're walking in getting a muzu face at the entrance that's not the ihop experience yeah. we want to create and anybody right? who knows me knows that i i am not into re any type of recognition at all even for me to come out and do something like this it's rather unique i'm very very personal and i really keep to myself so i'm not like that where i walk in where somebody has to hand me a cup of coffee and take my coat you know it's hey you know you have no expectation when you're not at work to even acknowledge my presence yeah but when you're here, yes, you have to say hello when I walk <laughs> in the door. Yeah. You have to smile at me. And that, you know, we noticed that in some of our competitors where they almost half a day you to death and where you're just walking through the place and every person you walk by, half a day, how you doing? Hello, welcome, welcome. And it's like, all right, I get it. Right. Everyone wants to welcome me. You know, but still, I'm not the average consumer. That's what people want. They want to be acknowledged. They want to be paid attention to. And most importantly, they want to know that the place that they've chosen to spend their money is taking them seriously. And that's, I think, that's what people recognize out of the constant hellos and, the, and all of this, all the greetings and everything is that, hey, these guys, I matter to them. I matter to them. And we've been able to do that so well in some of our other properties here not so much. So it was time to come back and really focus. And man, this is this is an issue for us, and we need to do better here. And you know that's where all the focus is right now. And we really encourage people to talk to us. Yeah. You know that a lot of things that I've said, and in, in a lot of the media tours I've been making the last couple of days, um, we talked about, and even Dave, you know, mentioned this right before we walked in here, that we live in such a socially disconnected world that people don't complain anymore. And I don't mean complain, you know, it's kind of like using the word selfish. Like selfish doesn't have to be a bad word, right? It's okay to be selfish. You know, it's okay to take care of you. So when you're complaining, it doesn't necessarily mean that something was wrong. You know, our version of an over medium egg, just it might be different from yours. Yeah. You know, you like going to a steakhouse, your medium, any, any branded steakhouse in the world is going to drop their steak temps below what your average temp is. So if your medium is you know, a nice red pink center, theirs is going to be a step below because if for some reason that doesn't meet your standard, they can always cook it more for you. You know, and all that really means is that there's just a difference in the way you view it. So if like, you know, the food comes to your table and you're like, man, I really want it over medium eggs because I'm very particular about my eggs. I want over medium. I cannot eat over easy eggs and I don't want over hard. But guess what? I'm a customer and that's what I want. So it doesn't really matter what someone's opinion is of it so you know when when you go out to a restaurant and this isn't just for ours this is for every restaurant if you get something that you didn't order or you didn't want or it's not to your satisfaction you, please say something to somebody you know 
stop your server. Look, this just isn't what I wanted. Can I, you know, if they don't take care of it, can I speak to your manager, please? Let the manager know. Because in the end, you can go and tweet or you can jump on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. You know, and I just learned like two weeks ago what a DM is, so I'm not real familiar with some of these platforms. <laughs> I, just, I just started playing Candy Crush the other day, and I, I'm still convinced that this is a new game. You know, this didn't come out five years ago. This is a new game. So um, I'm, not, I'm not in the tech world, but you can, you can get that kind of gratification by saying, I'm going to go say that this place sucks, you know. But guess what? you still left not getting what you wanted. Right. You know, and, and you could have. So, and the only thing you're going to remember when you leave is, I didn't get what I wanted. Instead of saying, excuse me, Jen, Kirby, Daniel, would you mind recooking these eggs for me? They're just not what I wanted. They're a little bit too runny. They're a little bit too hard. Boom, five minutes later, your eggs are on your table. And then you've forgotten, not only have you forgotten about that part of your meal, but you've actually, you, you feel gratified that somebody cared, right? So you feel a little bit better about the whole experience. And, hey, man, somebody stopped to pay attention to me today. They recooked my food, and I really do appreciate that. And those are the things that factor in when you're going back out to eat. Because, like I said, when we started... We all work hard for our money, man. And we want to make sure that when we spend it, we spend it in the right place for you. You know, so maybe a Mercedes isn't what you wanted. Maybe a Toyota Echo is fine. But you got your Toyota Echo. So in the end, no matter what you're buying, no matter where you're going, you want to make sure that the money that you spent was spent wisely for you. And I think with Facebook and all these different places, we've kind of gotten away from that to where ah, I'm just going to blow them up and put them on blast on Facebook and then I'm going to move on. But the truth is we that could have been fixed. It could have been rectified and you could have walked away really, really happy, not just because we fixed your food, but because somebody paid attention to what you wanted, yeah. right? And it just makes you feel all that much better when it's over. I think that's a great tip, uh, Richard, because uh, I don't, I will, complaint is such a hard work. It's feedback and also, mm. um, I, as as somebody who goes out to eat like 75% of the time. It's cheaper to go out to eat sometimes. It really is, especially mm -hmm. when you're only like a two-person party. It's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Important that I, number one, get what I want, but I want consistency and I don't want someone else to suffer. I am not looking, and I repeat this often, it's a topic we've talked about over on, on Foodie Call, that I'm not looking for a free meal next time or something. I just want consistency, and I want to be able to go back and get what I want. Well, the people, we say that to our managers a lot, that, look, Jason didn't come here to get a free meal today. He came here to get a properly cooked big steak omelet. You know, and, and uh, it, it a lot of times, you know, especially in franchise restaurants, people knee jerk a lot. Like, oh, let me let me take that off your check. And it's like, no, I don't want to take it off my check. I want you to cook it right, you know, is what I want. And for a guy in my line of work, we can't complain. You know, you just have to take it, you know, and and but. 99% of the time, the places I go, everything's great because I go back to the same places for the same things. But, you know, people like that variety. They like to change it up. And, I mean, I highly encourage interaction with managers in restaurants, regardless of what your experience is, why you're there. So whether it's a good experience, it's a bad experience, it's just you just wanted to talk to somebody, it doesn't really matter. I highly encourage that people interact with the service staff. One, because you can start to empathize what they're going through and how difficult their jobs are. Because any of us who've ever worked in the service industry, we know this is a tough job, man. 
it is a tough job. And what we tell our service staff is it's our job, you know, because you're here all day sitting on your chair, you know, going through, you know, all of your interviews and doing your stuff. And some days are good. Some days are bad. But you want to walk into the play. You want to walk into cheers when you're done, you know where everybody knows your name. And it's our job to do that for you. And although we don't have a bar and we're not cheers, but we can do that, you can make that connection through breakfast by simply just having conversations with people. And, you know, hey, Jen, the manager, what's your name? Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Saipan, da, 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 da. You know, one of the things I always kind of tout back to is, that I've always been very proud of, is that my grandfather was a liberator of Guam. And he was with the Marine Corps during the liberation time. And I love to have those conversations with people because they don't really, you know, and it's weird. Like, are you serious? Like, I didn't know that. And I can kind of go through stories with people about what Guam was like in the 1940s, during war, post-war. He was in Saipan, you know, and, you know, these things are a big deal. And, and what they are is they're just interesting stories that you can connect with other people on other than retweeting something or sharing a Facebook story. It's an actual connection. And that can make a huge difference when you're going out to eat, especially if you're out alone, you know. And, and um, you know, if we had more time, I would tell like a, a story, maybe maybe another time. I think we can have you back, sure. Yeah, about like how how I feel about those those kind of personal connections with people in restaurants, and it's really neat. It was told to me by Johnny Caraba one time, um, who, who's the founder and owner of Caraba's Italian Grill. Yeah, you know, and it really any one of our managers who works, it's called the Little Old Lady Story. It's really very interesting about why people choose to go to different places, and when you kind of step back from the fact that I'm going to serve this guy. A burger you know i'm going to serve him a stack of pancakes you, you step away from that and you say no i'm going to i'm going to make i'm going to use this stack of pancakes to connect with someone and that makes it very different than just putting a stack of pancakes down on the table and by the way i love this podcast thing it's really cool. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast. It's super awesome. I, I was yeah. this up. I was yeah. like, this is going to be perfect yeah. for Rich. I love this. 100%. Like, I'll come back anytime. We got to wrap things up, yeah. but, which means I'm giving you an opportunity to come back with Foodie Call. We, I mean, primarily it's food, but it's the connection with food, why we do it. Guam, we're communal, communal eaters. Yeah. So this feels we like absolutely a, are. a personal um like drive for you guys to connect back to us i love it yeah i would love to come back i'm already thinking about we got to do olive garden we got to come back here with some olive garden food and eat while we're we while we're talking some food for yeah sure. we should yeah. we should eat while we're talking it'll be great man oh we can do that we can visit yeah. you too well, yeah this is mobile right i've this seen, is mobile. I've seen we you can. guys do this show sure. at restaurants right mm -hmm. yeah so let's set this up for for the next time at, at one of our other brands so oh, we can yeah. actually have the food prepared for us that was one of my worries about bringing the food here i didn't want to serve cold food right i didn't want to talk over cold almond um, or a cold burger um, so the next time was we'll, we'll do it live at one of the sure. bar shops I yeah. think this is perfect I think our, our listeners and if uh, I, you're probably sitting in your car playing it and but this is what they need to hear they need to hear this personal commitment that you guys are making to us and I'm kind of just blown away Right on. Thank right. you. It was. This has been so enjoyable. I'm like, this is the perfect way to end the day. All yeah. right. Thanks yeah. so much Thank for you. joining us. I really I hope everybody heads to IHOP soon. And I, hope I, so. I, I will be returning. Absolutely. 
Great. Yeah, Let no, us know when you're going to come down. So we'll yeah, we can sure. be there. But I'm yeah. I'm kind of hard to pick out of a crowd, you know. So I generally wear like I'm dressed up for you guys today. <laughs> you know, I had to I went and bought this shirt to wear here today. You know, generally just in like a collared shirt and a pair of jeans. You know, if anybody sees me walking around, hey, Rich, you said you like to connect. Sit down. I want to talk. And I, I mean, I'll pour a cup of coffee and we'll go at it. I'm not that fun. guy, so you don't get yeah. that personal commitment <laughs> from me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll talk to you on Facebook. Thanks yeah. so awesome. much, uh, Richard and and Jason. All right, Edgas, everyone. Thank you.